Motherfucker. Hold on, I hope y'all watching this shit. First round, real quick. Because he just knocked dudes out real quick in the first round. Yeah, but now we're gonna get a good. I might fuck with this guy. He just to me, he at, I thought he was a con artist. No, just based off his look. They're at edge. Holy shit! What the hell just happened? What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to GWR Gonzo's Wrestling Room. Monday, November 22nd, 2021. Got a big show, big show for you guys today. Get this music offside. Oh, there we go. Got special guest, uh, pro wrestler, the alpha, alpha athlete, Chris Owens. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I got a uh, cup here because... Alicon keeps saying that I look like Hangman <laughs> Adam Page, so I thought it was fitting to bring some beer on the set. I saw, I saw that he, uh, I saw that he put that on that post yesterday. I was cracking up. <laughs> I was laughing too. I showed my fiance that uh, somebody said that I look like him, and I showed him showed her a picture of Adam Page, and she was like, "Well, he's good looking." So I mean, <laughs> that's a compliment then. Uh, so how long how long have you been in the wrestling business? Uh, on and off. Uh, since 2012. Um, I technically started before that, but I don't count anything that I did before that because I had no idea what I was doing. And in 2012, I went to the School of Rock. And um, actually, Ruby Soho was in my wrestling class. So everything after that is what I really, like, actually consider what I've been doing. So uh, who'd, you, who'd you train with? Uh, Billy Rock, Billy Rock, yep, and Lafayette, yep. Ruby Soho was in there, and we had a lot of. Was, was you in the same class with uh, Jordan uh, Jordan James? Uh, no, he, I think he was. He must have been after me. I was gonna say he said I he was in the, in the last class. But. Okay, yeah, he was definitely because okay. our class was like the second one that Billy ever did. Oh, okay. Like now, before us, I think it was uh, people like Trip Cassidy and uh, Dale Patrick's was in there. Is that down in uh, Lafayette? Yep. Yep. Alicon's on there now. Is he, is he, he said it's, my cup? <laughs> yeah, he said Adam Page is a handsome guy, so it's definitely a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Alicon. Maybe uh maybe I can be part of the uh the household productions. We can we can call me White House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he... Uh, Hollywood House coming on here a few times. He, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. He seems like he seems so uh, really talented. So how long after you train got that training before you started doing matches? Uh, like let's see here the the school was ten months. Ten months. It was okay. from January to uh, October, and then we had our first match at uh, like October twenty seventh. Uh, it was actually like a show, like for the school. Uh, Nick Dunsmore was there, Eugene. We actually did like a, a training seminar right before the show. That was uh, Billy's like gift to us for you know completing the class. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, it was actually it was like a really big show too. And I was, I mean, 
man. I was nervous as shit. I I remember what? I wanted to. Uh, I was so nervous. I wanted to like I wanted to ha- have a couple shots before I went out there, <laughs> and they were like, "No, that's too dangerous. You can't do that." I just wanted something to calm my nerves. Well, I know uh, when uh, Jordan James was on here, he said that show after the training, that show that, like that you're talking about with yeah. Rock. He said that he said that might have been the biggest crowd he's ever that he's wrestled in it front was of. Real big. He said yeah. it was my first match. Yeah, he's, and we we had like a whole camera crew there. The uh, the girls, the Lafayette girls like roller do- derby like the whole team was there so i was like yeah. oh man there's a lot of people here yeah that's why he said i think that might be the biggest crowd i ever wrestled in yeah. front of it was my first match it was really cool i think he said adam uh adam rose was the guy that came in and uh, done seminars okay what year was he what? i can't remember he, he said he was the last class i think that had to have been like 2015 i think it was something maybe. like that yeah. 15 or 16 something yeah. like that so uh, when once you started doing your wrestling, what, uh, do you have like a home organization or do you just float around? Or? Just float around, really. Uh, but like I said, I've always been kind of like on and off with it. Like uh, at one point I took like a year off and then, you know, got back into it and was picking up steam and then I tore my ACL and then was back on the shelf again and then, you know, came back and I've been steadily doing it ever since then uh, but it was like more recently though that I really like kind of put my all into it you know I've always just kind of you know like I said been an on and off so now I'm like really wanting to like put you know what I mean be all in it was like something you that you like to do but you you wouldn't I've always had to work you know I was like gonna say, and you have job, other, I was gonna yeah. say you have light life I, yeah exactly I've always and I've always lived on my own ever since I even when I was going to the school of rock uh, so I've always you know had bills and everything to pay so uh, some of my weekends would have to be you know towards oh, yep. working a shoot job and because I mean, you know, you can only make so much money in the wrestling world. You know? Yeah, especially in the independence yeah. when you're first getting you'd have to first be like started. way up there to be yeah. really making a good living to be able to pay all your bills. So uh, now that you're back into it more, uh, what what organization you just wrestle here in Indiana? Or, yeah, or have you been here, going out? I'm one to venture out. 2022 is my goal is to like start venturing out to a lot more places, and. Uh, start going to uh, different more states i've been to a couple states but you know i, w- I want to add more uh, you know on my resume i'll see that you got the championship belt there you said that yeah, was from H- uh, hcw hcw uh they run shows up in mishawaka and south Bend area uh they've been in michigan also like niles michigan um yeah, that's a it's a great place to work for. They're always they're constantly, you know, looking for ways to better them, like better the company, and always trying new stuff. Stuff you know what I mean, like stepping out of the, you know, their comfort zone, and yeah, they're always trying new stuff. That's that's the only way you can grow and improve is yeah is like you said, try new try stuff, new, try new things. Some yeah. of it might not work, but yeah. See, I think, and I think that's you been learn. kind of my problem too for a while. Is like I've always like been in my comfort zone and never really stepped out of that. So like that's what that's what I need to do. You know what I mean? Start yes. stepping out of my my comfort zone. Now, have you been a heel and a baby face? Or? Lately, I've been a heel. 
and I I like it. I think it's really fun. I've I was babyface for years. Um, being a heel now is has been pretty fun and new. You know. So, I was say most people most people say that they like they would rather be the heel than the babyface. Yeah, it, it's, it's fun. They say the same thing you say. Yeah. It's fun. I did so like. I, being I can a talk. Baby. I can talk shit to the fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only. Uh, the only challenge that there would be with being a heel is like if you if you're real big on merchandise, you know, selling t-shirts and everything, it might be a little more difficult to get people to buy your t-shirt, especially if they like really hate you. But uh other than that, I mean, it's really fun. Uh Con had a question one. What is it? Which was one I had too, going to be a good one was who were some of the uh who who influ- who influenced you? And uh, some of your favorites you came up watching. Oh, uh, let's see here. Shawn Michaels, I, I think I would put him at the top of the list. But uh, at one point, Kurt Angle was a, a huge inspiration for it. Even when I first started, I wore the singlet and everything. And I did a lot of suplexes and I had the short hair. And uh, But like when I was real little, I mean, I, I loved people like The Rock stone cold but then once i like uh got into like the more technical part like i actually started enjoying like you know more technical wrestlers uh i got into people like kurt angle chris benoit uh eddie guerrero uh even people like dean malenko and some of the best right there the the best like in-ring workers Malenko was great in the ring. If he would, if he could have just developed a little bit more on the mic, he'd have been, a, yeah, he'd have been a superstar. That's what's a shame, man. Like you got, there's so many guys out there that they probably won't get the recognition that they that they truly deserve just because, um, you know, maybe their mic skills weren't all the way up there or you know whatever. But I mean, there's some of the the greatest in ring performers. You know, Dean Malenko. Uh, Lance Storm, yep. uh, even more like uh, recent guys like Tyson Kidd and people like that. Yeah, like Tyson Kidd, the, he never got the push I felt that yeah, he should have got. He, yeah, cause it's it, a shame man, too, because yeah. he could, he was a good, he was a great worker in the oh, ring. Yeah, I, I'd say like probably one of the best. Yeah, I, I, cause I always wonder like that, that. Why didn't they ever give put him in something good? It's it like sucks, they just you know it's a lot of it has to do with mic your microphone work. Being able to engage the engage the crowd. Yeah, yeah, if you've got that that character that that like really connects with the crowd, then that's what's gonna like take you to new levels. I mean, that because look what uh, look how much uh, Paul Heyman has helped Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. now even Roman Reigns is getting better on the yeah, line because I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Roman, he wasn't you know he wasn't he was good on the mic, but he wasn't like great like you know John Cena or yeah. Rock, but. Yeah, you're right. Now he's starting to really elevate. We watched Survivor Series last night. Yeah, I I started it. It was it was all right. There was a I didn't like the way it, in the two elimination matches, the old school Survivor Series matches. Yeah, you had four people get counted out. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. And I'm like, no, how do you, how do you have four between the two matches? Yeah. Because in the men's, I think there was three people got counted out, and then one one in the women's. Yeah. It's like, how how do you have two elimination matches that four people get counted out? It just yeah. 
you gotta be, you gotta come up with something better than that. Lazy writing, maybe. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. There were some good matches on the pay per view, but the elimination matches just didn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah. Tyson Kidd trained a lot of people too. He, he really great, uh, Alicon. Yeah, yeah. That's, he's right because <laughs> everybody we named off was almost was a WCW cruiserweight. Yeah, but that's where WCW messed up. Oh, all they, all they were pushing was Hogan and. The NWO and stuff, and you I, had you had Jericho and Malenko and Guerrero. I feel like they didn't. And Ben Wall, that was killing it. I feel like they didn't really take their cruiserweight division no. like serious. Like they they treated them as like uh, like time fillers. Yep. You know what I mean? Like in between, like the big, yep, the big stars. You know, they would kind of just throw in throw in a random cruiserweight match, and then they just didn't really build anything around them. To, you yeah. know. And if they if they would have used them guys right, yeah, they would have been the, they'd have been the ones that. Bought WWE. Oh, for sure. I mean, look what happened with people like Jericho. Once they came, yeah, they big, that they came big ass stars. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero, Benoit, Benoit, yeah. Yeah. all of them. I mean, even Malenko had had a good run there, and I, he was well. I don't know if he's still working there now. He was working there as a trainer or something. But I think he's in AEW. He, uh, okay, in AEW now. Yeah, I think he is now. Yep. I think he sure. was one of the cuts a yeah, couple he, years ago. Yeah, one of the budget cuts. They just cut a bunch of more people. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I, don't, I wonder what's going on with that. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, because I mean, with the it picking up where people can go to arenas and stuff again, you would think that they're going to start doing all doing their shows like they used to. Yeah. Unless they're not planning on uh, traveling as much. Yeah. Well, what I heard was um, that they they actually they profited more during the pandemic because they didn't have to pay for all these venues you know like now they got to pay for all these different venues and i I think they they have to budget a little more when they're doing that i guess i don't know that's just what what yeah i mean i've read or heard um so uh, what what's your uh now that you're back into it and you're more basically like all in what, what what's your end game like your goal or your where you where do you think see yourself going i don't really like have a goal as far as like getting signed somewhere really i just want to have fun doing it and i want to be like proud of what i did just i want to like you know when i do stop doing it and everything i just want to be able to like say i'm Look proud back of, and say hey, yeah. I, that's really that's really like my biggest my only goal you know i'm not i don't have my heart set on being signed somewhere or anything like that i would be happy to do I'd be happy to do a, a AEW dark match, you know what I mean? Yeah. If once or twice, or or being an extra or something like that. I'd I'd be happy doing that. So I think I'm, it'd be cool to do like a dark match, just because then you get, I don't know, you get to major or kind of major yourself against yeah. guys that are are yeah. there and get that feeling of yeah. being out there in, in one of those big arenas. And yeah. yeah, it'd be a, a big a big experience. Oh, for sure, yeah. I, I know of quite a few people have done it too. So, what we got? He said I heard the same thing about them making lots of money during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Like um, they said that that was like their most like profitable year. <laughs> yeah, because so yeah, I, I'm wondering if like, they had their that's own building why they right started there. Started cutting so many people because it's like they realized we're not going. Know, yeah, we're not going to travel to all these venues and yeah. spend that money no more. Yeah. And they can always bring if they're going like when they do a Saudi Arabia show or something. They can always, if they need people, they 
They'll, yeah. s- they'll sign people for. And then I've also heard that they, they could be doing it because they, they could be looking at selling at some point soon. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who would buy it. or uh, they need to look, Vince needs to go on, <laughs> and they need to let Triple H run it. Yeah. I mean, that'd be nice, but I have. I think it'd be so much better if they let, yeah. let Triple H and them, Shawn Michaels and them guys yeah. do it. And then, like, last night when Vince showed up with that golden egg yes. thing, I'm just like, I had I, I had to turn it off not too long after that. I was just like, Did you see when he I came back in there and the egg was gone? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. no. Did he have people go searching for the golden egg? You know, oh, was, my gosh. They were really pushing heavy on that Red Notice movie. I thought yeah. for sure The Rock was going to oh, show yeah, up th- last night. That's what I thought. I thought maybe during the Roman Reigns match or something he was going. Yeah, and they were doing the – 25th anniversary yeah. and everything. So yeah, like every uh, commercial thing during break was about that rock. Yeah, so I'm surprised or that he didn't movie. show up. But if he comes back and they build their their storyline around that egg, I'm gonna be really disappointed. He <laughs> said I fell asleep during it. <laughs> so did I. Technically, I, I watched I watched it all and there. Uh, I re- there was a couple matches I really liked, but the yeah. two elimination matches. Yeah. When they kept counting everybody, I was like, I'm done with this. Which I mean, which is crazy. Like I I hate um, like criticizing WWE because it's like they're a multi yeah dollar company. So Obviously, they're doing something. They're doing right. something, they're doing right. something right. right. Yeah. I guess just you know. And there's a lot of this. Stuff. I mean, I watch a lot of it. And I like a lot of it. Yeah. But that, the last and their last few pay per views have been pretty good. Yeah. But that one last night, I just I went. And, it wasn't one of their better ones. I just miss the old days, you know. I I wish they uh I remember one of the coolest things back in the day about watching a pay per view was the uh the stage. Like what kind of stage yeah. they were gonna have. And now it's it's the same stage every show and it's just like it's Yeah, they don't always be something different than you knew at WrestleMania yeah. it was gonna be like a hundred times which, bigger. Which now they still do change for WrestleMania it but just yeah. for WrestleMania, but that's it. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Back like day, every pay per view that had a different one. Yeah. In your house had had one. Yep, yeah. And they had uh, uh, their videos play like when they would come out. And it's like they took away took away like everything that was great about wrestling. You know, that's the, that's my only problem with WWE. I guess. Very sad. They make all this big whoop over the rock, and he never shows. Yeah. It's like telling your friends you have a girlfriend. And then when you, you see her in public in front of the friends that, that, or, that this is you. or it's like they're kind of trying to like capitalize on his uh, success, like saying like, hey, look, remember he was with us, you know, because yeah, he's doing all these movies and everything. Oh, if you had if you were talking to like a new guy that was just getting into the business, what would be your advice that you would give a guy uh, to go to a school to get trained? Uh, I see a lot of guys they. They uh, get trained, which this, this actually happened to me that before I went to the School of Rock, a guy, like, he trained me, like, twice. And then he was like, okay, you're athletic, so do you want to do a match? Is this and, in, here in Indiana? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, so I was like, sure. You know, I didn't want to say so no. So you trained twice? So what's that like? I trained, like, twice like in eight, the ring. So I'd be like, what, maybe five, six hours? If that. <laughs> and <laughs> Wow. And then he's like, you want to do this match? And so I was like, sure. You yeah, know, you're whatever. not going to turn down an opportunity. And uh, this guy, he's 
he uh he did one of those moves to me in the corner where you know when they run at you and they big boot you mm-hmm. well i didn't know how to protect myself and he comes running full force and i didn't turn my head i kept it like oh so he hit me he got me he broke my jaw i mean i couldn't i couldn't eat for like wow weeks after and this that. is your, your first match yeah and this is because i didn't know what the fuck i was doing and how I mean, how old were you then? Like 19, like 20? 19, yeah. 19, probably. So basically stra- like straight out of school and oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I, I had to have been about 18 or 19. And, um, yeah, and I didn't have health insurance back then, so I didn't, I yeah. couldn't go to the doctor doctor or anything unless I wanted to be stuck with, like, a fucking big-ass bill. Yes. So Se- I had to just, seven, like. $7,000, $8,000 bill? Yeah. So I had to just, like, stick it out for a little while, and, like, I couldn't eat. I couldn't open my mouth or anything, and. Even to this day, like I still have problems. Did it with just my fin- it finally just it finally just, just like up healed up kind of eventually or? just I mean it stopped hurting. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say it like it, it's it still healed, like pops. It just don't bo- don't bo- don't bother. Yeah, it as just much. doesn't hurt. Yeah. So yeah, uh, if somebody came and said or wanted any kind of advice on getting in it, I I would say go to a school and make sure like you know what you're doing before you start going out there and. Getting kicked in the face. Oh yeah, you definitely should. You definitely shouldn't be getting in the ring if you want to train twice. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's like when I got, I got a little too drunk one night and got and got in a damn cage and fought MMA. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. It wasn't a good idea. No, no. Yeah, that's one thing I wouldn't. You wouldn't see me doing. Oh, I, I wouldn't do it again. <clears throat> uh, well, I'd do it again if I trained for it yeah because like i wrestled in high school and yeah and stuff and if i'd have trained for it it'd been different but oh for sure yeah you know, we went to watch yeah so well, been which, drinking all drinking all day yeah go, and then they go, hey you want to fight mm-hmm. sure <laughs> which people say all the time like they're like they you go to because like people that don't like watch wrestling or are like know a whole lot about it like whenever i tell them that i went to a, a wrestling school they're like they have a school for that and i'm like I mean, yeah, they're like, do you have to do it if you, I'm like, well, I mean, if you like want to be good and, you know, want to be sure that you have a better chance, not, I I said not everybody goes to, and you're going to have a better chance not hurting or getting hurt. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, by not knowing what what to do. And uh, plus another thing that they taught at the school of rock was uh, psychology. Yeah. Like to me, that, that's one of the biggest things. That was harder than anything, in my opinion. Like the athletic part was easy, like you know, whatever, but it was like lear- learning the uh, psychology of doing a match is like what really, like I, what I really struggled with for a while because I wasn't, I wasn't an actor or anything like that growing up, or like in school. Yeah, you know, I just played sports. That was it. And there's not much showmanship in that. You just you go out there and yeah, play, and then <laughs> yeah, they don't let you do much showmanship in high school. <laughs> you don't go out there talking yeah. shit to the crowd or anything <laughs> like that, or uh, even like while you're yeah during the game, you know. But yeah, with at the school, they he taught us, you know, a lot of psycho- psychology and doing stuff that made sense and why you do this, and you know, it's more than just going out there and doing moves, doing a bunch of play moves and yep. stuff like that. Sure. You do you know of any uh like good schools in Indiana? Ah man, see I know of one I know the, of one. Which one is it? that I would recommend would be WCWO, uh Jake Oman and uh Oh yeah. Oh, and, uh, sure. Joey, yeah. and yeah. Joey Owens. Yeah, J- uh Jake actually came up to Kokomo one day. 
it was so crazy. It was so it was so random. I was at uh, Anytime Fitness working out in in Kokomo, and uh, Jake comes walking in. <laughs> and at first, I I saw him. I was like, Is that Jake Owen? And like, I didn't want to like bug him. Yeah. And like, or and if it wasn't, yeah, if it was just somebody that looked like him. Yeah. I didn't want to look like an idiot and be like, yeah. So, so like, you're sitting there trying to figure it out. So yeah. I just like kind of like ignored it. But I, luckily, I had a a sock hat, a collar and elbow sock hat. And anybody that knows what collar and elbow is, it's like you're definitely like in wrestling or something. If if you're wearing something like that. So he uh, he comes up to me, and he was like, "Are you a worker?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Oh." He was like, "I thought so because I saw your sock hat." And then we just started talking, and then uh, I told him that we had a ring set up in Kokomo, and asked him if he'd come up there and show some of the guys that I was training at the time uh, if he would come up there and show them some stuff, and he did. And uh, so yeah, he's, Jake seems like a real cool. Oh yeah, he's real, real cool, cool dude. He. Uh, He's gonna come. On, he's gonna come on the show. Oh, I talked. I talked to him. And I sent him a message one night. I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm sitting here thinking, man. So I send him a message. Cause I, I don't want you know. I, mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to bug people or anything. And yeah, exactly. I, and I know. Hey, we we haven't been around for a long time, so a lot of people yeah. don't. But no. But I sent him a message because we we went and done a commentary for WCWO. Yeah. For yeah, one he, of their uh, charity shows. He's up there quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, well, it was cool because while we were setting up. Uh-huh. He was actually, they were actually doing training. Oh, yeah. So we got, we was like, oh, hell, we standing there watching it. Yeah. And dude, I was impressed. Really? I mean, it, it was cool. And then, uh, but then I sent him a message. He sent, sent me one back and he's supposed to get with me on when we can get it scheduled because, yeah. of course, he has a bit, he's a busy dude. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he's had tryouts and everything. And he's yep. been across seas. And- so I remember watching him like 17, 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was wrestling for, uh, Jason Maples. Yeah. Yeah. Back then it was EWF. And now, now he does that Heroes and Heroes Legends. Heroes and Legends, yeah. Yeah, I actually, uh, back when I, like, right after I got out of the School of Rock, uh, he was at one of the shows. I think it was a PWK show. Uh, Jake was there. And um, I remember he, like, he watched my match and then gave us, like, feedback and everything right afterwards. So he's always yeah, been, cool. like, willing to, like, re- go out of his way to, you know, kind of, Help people and you know critique people. Con said he knows that you you don't care about getting signed, but he said, "What if MLW, NWA, or Impact knocked on your door? Would oh, you do that for sure? I would answer. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, it's also like difficult because my fiance she's got a career like where we live, so there would be have to there would be a lot of factors I would have to like you know go over and we have three dogs a cat uh, a pet fox a pet know? fox so that stuff's just not easy okay. to just pack up and you know move somewhere else i was it. trying to tell my girlfriend i was gonna buy a tiger the other day yeah, yeah. <laughs> little tiger cub so like we would have it would there would be a lot of detailing that i'd have to work out if if like you know I ever got an opportunity to go somewhere like that but if it, if you could if you could make it work you you definitely oh for sure if like I mean if everything was if we were able to do all everything then yeah for sure I would definitely do it. Uh, did you say you're that, uh, you're that you're training people now? I mean, like I just, just help helping, helping guys. out. Yeah, yeah, not like you know 
uh, not running the school or nothing. Yeah, but no, just no, nothing like that. Just helping like, like the guys that are up there actually, working. Actually, uh, HCW just opened up like a little uh, performance center. It's got okay. like a whole gym. It's got a ring in there. And okay, I think I saw. I think I yeah. saw your post on. Uh, oh yeah, some, on Facebook. Yeah, it's it's real really cool. I didn't uh, realize that was with uh, HCW. Yeah, yeah they're okay. the ones that that got it all set up. It's uh, the place is called like East Race Muscle. So I mean, if if we can get like um, a set like schedule and everything, and for that to be you know kind of like a school, then yeah, then that would be definitely a great place to go. Because that's another thing. Like I get people all the time that want to train, and I'm like, cool, yeah, let's you know let's do it. They'll show up like once. And then, you know, I'll never see him again. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people, like, they expect to just get in and uh, and just, like, blow up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they don't realize, like, how much work it's you've a got gr- to put It's in. a grind. Yeah. Before anybody even knows who the hell you are, you know. They don't realize all the work that you have to put in. They think you just get in the ring and then you're suddenly a star. That's one reason I like doing what we're doing and then uh, having all you independent wrestlers on because it, it is to try to help get, oh, get yeah. your name out yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's and it, don't get me wrong, it helps get our name out there too. But, yeah, help, sure. but yeah. I mean, helps both sides. Yeah. Would you ever? Would you ever open up your own wrestling school? Uh, yeah. If I um, if I had the money to and everything, definitely, I, I for sure would because I. Uh, I've got a notebook in my car, actually. We could open, we could open up a household productions uh, wrestling school. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. We could call it Full House. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if I had the money and everything, and in a ring, and for sure, yeah, I would love to do something like that. Especially like you know, like what Billy did, like what he how he did what like five years. Something, I think, yeah, so, something like that. Yeah, I mean, and look at all the great talent that came out of there. And there could have been more. It's funny because I think uh, from my class, the year that I went, I think me and Ruby are the only ones left. They're still, still wrestling. Still wrestling, yeah. But then you got the classes after me, like Mance Warner went there. Uh, obviously, he's still he's doing big things. Um, Kripke went there. Um, Sage Phillips. Uh, so yeah, there's quite, there's still a lot of people that are still doing it from other classes that that went there. Alcott said, "Ha ha, full house. I like that." <laughs> he said, "You'd be a great trainer, being such a great athlete as you are." Oh, I appreciate it. I pre yeah, I appreciate the kind words, especially from Alcott. Yeah, I haven't That's got cool. to, I haven't got to see you wrestle live yet, but. I, uh, well, here in a couple here in a couple weeks, month, yeah, at the uh, BMFX. <laughs> yeah. looks, tell you what, that looks like that's going to be a, a pretty pretty good card. Yeah, it does. It, it is looking. He sent me really that poster good. the other, other day. Yeah. And it, it'll be my debut there. So, oh, that's your debut there. Yeah, yeah. It'd be my first time ever going there too. I've never, yeah. like I said, I just I contacted the guy and he's like, "Yeah, c- c- come on down." Oh, for sure. That's Which awesome. Is, that's one thing I I kind of. I don't know why, but it kind of surprised me when I we started doing these things. I don't know if it's just because you hear some of the horror stories about promoters and stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But dude, everybody I've worked with so far has been yeah. I mean, it's been it's been great. I hadn't everybody's like 
No, it's almost like a family. Yeah. Yeah, it's... But it's when we first those... going into it, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little skeptical. Like, I knew everybody wasn't like that, but it's yeah. like, well, how do you know who you can trust and who you're gonna be able to... That's, that's true. I mean, I've... And that's probably one... To me, That I think that'd be one of the harder things about coming yeah, up in the independent is it's, making sure you don't trust the wrong people. Yeah, it's challenging. There's been times where, where I've worked with somebody and, you know, kind of questioned, like, why I'm doing this, and then... Uh, and then there's been times where you know I get reminded why I do it. You know, you meet really cool people, like um, like uh, Andrew Brown, uh, Chris Caliber uh, is his wrestling name. Uh, he's one guy that I've met that has been like really cool, and he's he's willing to you know go out of his way to like help somebody yeah. and. Help elevate. Well, see, that's he how he sees uh, like potential, and that's can, how Hollywood House is. Yeah, been. and I, I can that's tell how that he's that's been how, with us. Yeah, I can tell that's how Alicon is too. He's helped. He's helped us so much. I mean, just, not only by coming on the show, but just like, yeah. Hey, if I if I need ask, I can ask him a question. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I can message him, and he'll answer me right back. It's cool because he he, he so, does the podcast stuff. Yeah. So it's somebody that I can trust. That yeah. If I need, hey, should I do this or not? Yeah, I can talk to you a little bit. Yeah, and he's, he's Alicon's really talented too. He uh, yeah, he reminds me a lot of uh, Jimmy Hart. Yep, but uh, that's what we was talking about that day. He was on the, here in the best way possible, you know. Yeah, I I, I told him he's the that, he's the be, uh, he's the best manager I've seen in the independence so far. I, like I said, I haven't been to all the shows. Probably, but, uh, I, I would probably say the same. I've too, been to honestly. three or four different yeah. organizations and he's been, he's been the best manager I've seen so yeah. far. Yeah. He's, he's one of those guys that he, uh, he's not afraid to go out there and do like something. And if it, he, like he got the stink face from, yeah. uh, from yep. Kishi, you know what I mean? A lot of people would be like, no, I'm too good to, you know, get something like that. And, he went out there and he did it, and his reaction after oh, he it was got great. the face was hilarious. My dad, my dad said that uh, you and Dex will be a great match. Yeah, I uh, yeah I saw Dex uh, when I was at that uh, at that show with him and Sam Knight. Uh, it was the only match that I was able to catch, but it was I loved it. I was like, yeah, I'm like yeah, he's sitting a, there like as he, a fan. He's like, a great like, he's a great athlete as well. Yeah. And then Alcon said, "Thank you both for the kind words. No it problem. really means a lot." Oh, hey, no problem. Just speaking the truth. <laughs> they said that between him and Mike King, man, they yeah, they've helped they've helped us so uh, much, so much. Mike King, actually, a couple couple years back, it was before I tore my ACL. Uh, me, him, and a few other people actually went out to breakfast with. Road Warrior Animal, and because he was doing a show, or he was at a show in Kokomo, and earlier that day we got to go eat breakfast with him, and it was, uh, yeah, Mike King was there, and a few other people, and uh, Shane was there, um, so that was probably one of the coolest like wrestling experiences, is being able to sit and have breakfast with Animal, and then. He did a little cool. uh, seminar later that day too, and we did that. And then he was on the show, and then uh, he gave me feedback on my match, and actually told me I had a beautiful drop kick. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. Oh yeah! Anytime you get a compliment from a, le- a legend yeah. like that, 
It's it's a shame. I know you Mike know. King. The way from what I've heard from Mike King, him and Animal were pre- were pretty good friends. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember um, them actually like knowing each other. He's um, I, I know he has a good he has a real good relationship with Rikishi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Dice Man was there too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, he I used think to later that a lot. the that night the match that I had it was against uh, Rob Kincaid. Okay, yeah, who's who's actually uh, passed away also, and I've actually got a picture with him and uh, Road Warrior Animal. It was uh, right after the match, and it was when Animal was giving us feedback on our match. So, uh, I, so yeah, that's a cool picture. Oh, for sure. Especially, you know, it, it's a shame that you know both of them now have since well, passed. Well, speaking of that, what what would be your uh, what's like your biggest moment in wrestling that you've had? Ah, man, I I think it's yet to come. To be honest with you, uh, one of my favorite, and it has nothing to do with rest, like uh, in ring or anything like that. It was right after I tore my ACL. Um, we have a baseball stadium in Kokomo called the Jackrabbit Stadium, and it's like it's like semi pro baseball stadium like real nice and my best friend is the guy that runs it and uh they did a thing called wwe night and one year they brought in carlito and all he did was you know sign autographs and take pictures and stuff and it 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 drew like a thousand people and they didn't even have wrestling it was just him just hanging out and then uh so a couple years years later they had uh austin aries and kevin thorne there and my friend got with me about wanting to do a show, like actually have wrestling, because he was like, you know, if Carlito just himself can bring in that many people, I can imagine, I can only imagine, you know, how many people will come if there's actual wrestling. Yeah. And so we were in talks of doing it, and then I tore my ACL, and I was out, so we just kind of dropped it. But Austin Aries and Kevin Thorne still came to the, the stadium, and I think I was out to eat, and I was on crutches. I had a knee mobilizer on. And my friend calls me, the one that runs the stadium. And he's like, hey, uh, he was like, come to the stadium. He was like, I got somebody here that wants to kick your ass. <laughs> and uh, I was like, and I didn't feel like going anywhere, you know, because I was in a, I was on crutches. Yeah. Like I was in, I was in a lot of pain. It was more of a pain to move and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, come on. He's like, he, he says you're a pussy and he wants to kick your ass. <laughs> So I was like, God damn it. So I was like, all right, I, I guess I'll go. And um, I get there, and it's crowded. And Aries is sitting up in the bar. And my friend uh, comes up to me, and he's like, he, he's like, follow me. And uh, he walks me straight to the bar. And it was crazy because Aries is, you know, kind of just sitting there hanging out, you know, having drinks. And he, uh, from across the bar, like, it's like I caught his attention or something. <laughs> like, he looks right at me. And then uh, – my friend's walking me over there to introduce me to him. And uh, we go up to him, and Aries, um, he comes over, and my friend introduces me, and he's like, hey, this is Chris. You know, he wrestles. You know, and he was like, that's actually why he's on crutches right now. And uh, Aries was like, oh, cool. You know, like, it, I think it made him happy because it, it like, it gave him somebody to, like, kind of sit and hang out with and talk to about because everybody else is kind of just like fans. They don't know, you know, the backstage you yeah. know, politics or, you know, wrestle talk type stuff. And so I think it made him happy. So he sat, we just sat at the bar for like 
a good like three hours just talking wrestling and uh i to me like that was one of the cooler experiences in and it had nothing yeah. to do with being in the ring or anything it was just because he and he was uh he was the impact champion at the time so okay. he had the belt with him and everything i actually got a picture with him and so it was just cool just like sitting and just like shooting the shit with him yeah. and like as I got a, a chance to do just, that with you know, uh, like like one wrestler to another. Yeah, I got a chance to do that with Jake Roberts. Really? I said we used to help do shows at this community center yeah. with Maples and uh Jake Roberts was Jake Snake Roberts was on one of the shows and I sat outside. Uh, he was sitting outside smoking a cigarette. I went out there and sat with him. Well, we sat there probably about an hour yeah. just talking. Wow, that's awesome. Uh Khan said he wants to wants to know what is your a dream match for you realistically who who do you want to step in the ring with? That'd be a milestone for uh, you. <clears throat> man, um, you know it used to be when I first started. Sammy Callahan was who I like, as far as like like because at the time he was on the Indies. That was like I was like, man, if I could wrestle him one day, that would be that would be great. But now. Um, let's see. I mean, there's a lot of people that I want to work with, but as far as like that one, you know, person, uh, I would have to say, um, hmm. <laughs> I can't really think of. It. <laughs> My girlfriend and my my girlfriend and grandson said hi. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. There's a, there's a list of people I'd I'd like to work with. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would have to. I'd have to think of. I'd have to make up like a, an actual list. And yeah. Get back with you on it. Alakal said, "I asked him a tough one." <laughs> <laughs> He said, go through the list. <laughs> Tell him, Alicon, it's going to be you. <laughs> oh, what's what's the biggest promotion that you've wrestled for? Has it been the HCW or? Um, they've all just been indies. So, oh, yeah. like, I haven't actually re- wrestled for, like, a, like the a actual big, yeah. big promotion. You, you said you hadn't went out of Indiana yet? Uh, I a little bit, but just like you okay. know, more indie promotions. Yeah. I I really want to go to uh, OVW uh, before yeah. too long. I'm that's actually one of my 2022 goals is to to go there and have a few matches. Where where have you seen like the craziest uh, crowds at in, indie, in like independent? Um, probably up in towards the uh, Chicago area, I would say. Um, there or, um, let's see, up, uh, Louisville, uh, I've been to I, IWA Mid-South, so okay. obviously that crowd's, uh, you know, a whole world of its own. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, I'd say up towards the Chicago area, like, it's probably like the craziest crowds the the ones that are the most into it con said he don't want no smoke with the alpha athlete chris owens 
He already he already had, he already had enough smoke with the Pope that night. It emerged. I saw that. That was a pretty hard hit. I uh, I went to the training seminar with the Pope before that show, and uh, he actually bruised my ribs. He was he was showing me some shots to the ribs, and he was really getting me. <laughs> but you know, I, I heard that. I've but heard that he I puts on a good seminar. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Very, he taught a lot and very, you know, knowledgeable, obviously. So yeah, I thought that that that's a, and that's a good thing to like add to your resume. Yeah. How many how many uh, seminars have you been to? Uh, let's see. I've been to a Colt Cabana one, which was that one was pretty cool. The animal, Road Warrior animal, um, Rikishi. Um, See here. Was, was Rikishi pretty cool? Yeah, he was really cool. Uh, B boy. Um, I. Uh, so you I, went to quite I a few. Wanna, yeah, yeah. I I want to go to. Uh, I've always wanted to go to a Billy Gunn one. Yeah, I I watch his like on YouTube some of his seminars and uh, I've always said that I wish that I could go to a Billy Gunn seminar. Yeah, that'd be Billy Gunn would be a good. He was actually like when I was real little, like when I f- kind of first started watching wrestling. Billy Gunn was like my my all time favorite. Was that when he was in the New Age Outlaws? Or yeah, or yeah, it was actually when he was doing the uh, Mister Ask. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I and I'll never forget. I uh, the Royal Rumble two thousand. I was little, and I was poor, so I couldn't. We couldn't afford to like actually order the pay per views. So I would watch the whole pay-per-view, like, in blur. Like, you could hear it, but you couldn't see it. Like, it was just, like, static. Yeah. So, and I watched that whole pay-per-view <laughs> from beginning to end without being able to see anything and just sat there and played with my wrestlers and listened to it. And I'll never forget when uh, when Billy Gunn came out, the, the noise that that crowd made. It was, like, the biggest pop of the night. It was crazy. Oh yeah, he 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 was big there for a while. Oh yeah, he was over that night. Yeah, I think they were could, in Madison Square. And Garden. he was he was a real good worker in the ring. Oh for sure, great look. He still has a great look. Well, that's uh, Damian Deville sending me a message. Oh, cool. Um, so what do you think the, the hardest thing about the independent uh, scene is? Getting your name out there, yeah. Getting your name out there, I'd say, because um, you know a lot of people like picking the right people to getting you know, the right people around you. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It's, it's it's hard to make you know real friends when it because not a lot of people are willing to uh, help you you know better yourself because they don't want to risk you like yeah because they being can, better than them. They, they can, Yes, they can see it as a competition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but one of the most challenging things, though, for sure, is getting your name out there because it's like if you're not, like, on a big, big promotion, not a lot of people are even going to take a second look at you, you know. I wonder how much it's changed from, like, back in the day when there was no social media Well, let's to now. I, I would think in the, even in the I years. would think it would be a little easier now to get your name out there than yeah, what it if, used to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's still hard because, I mean, just even doing this, getting your name out there, yeah. I mean, it takes time. Yeah, because even in the years that I've been doing it, you know, even since 2012, the social media yeah. has changed drastically. Like, I remember uh, 
when I went to the School of Rock, I, I had an Instagram, but at the time you couldn't post like videos or anything like that. Uh, so all I had was like pictures and shit like that. And I think Facebook was the same way. I mean, back in the day, you basically so, had to record a yeah, match and then yeah. drive to promotions. Oh, yeah. Give, you, give them a to, tape or, yeah, hey, I'll, I'll, help, set the ring, I'll yeah. help set up the ring yeah. or do whatever yeah. and hope that they set, they find a spot for you. Yeah, and, and nowadays, you know, almost every show is recorded by somebody. You know, you don't have a hard time finding footage of your own matches anymore. Back then, you know, nobody would – you would have to go out of your way to have somebody record your match. So, and it's a shame because I feel like some of my best matches were probably not even on video. <laughs> I say I, I want to see all my homies be their best. That includes GSR and Double A Chris Owens. I can see you going far, bro. Yeah, you can. You can tell that Alicon like really cares about like where everybody that's surrounded that he's surrounded by is. You know. Yeah. He cares about their success too. Yeah, that's one thing that's cool because there's not. There is. There's not a there's lot. There's probably of people more like people that, out there than what I think. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. There's not a lot of people yeah. out there like that usually. Or yeah. They're hard to find. Yeah, in the wrestling business, like I, I have a lot of friends and family and everything that are, you know, behind me 100. percent But as far as like in the wrestling world, it's really, it's hard to find people that that get behind you like, completely. He said, "Have you been on IWTV yet?" Uh, I've been on the uh, Fight TV and the Amazon Prime and a bunch of other. I don't think it was on IWTV though. I'm getting. I'd I'm like at, to though. I, uh, I'm actually getting ready. To, I'm getting getting probably do it today. Get a, really getting a subscription to the IWTV. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of shows that I want to be on that that are on IWTV. Like uh, there's a place called uh, New Wave Pro that I yeah I've really, heard of them. I'd really like to come there. Sometimes that's why I'm going to get it because I've been watching a lot of the independent stuff on YouTube, whatever I yeah. can find. Because I mean, honestly, some see and, that, and some that's independent another, shows. Yeah, some of the my, my favorite things time in wrestling has been at an independent show, not at the big show. Yeah, yeah. I've been to, I've been to SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I took my boy to SummerSlam. I think 2008. It was yeah. when they had yeah, help. it was an indie. it was a, yeah, and it yeah. was a. Edge and the Edge Undertaker and Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I remember that. I wanted to go. Yeah, we I were in, we were in the not on the floor, but we were in the tenth row of the regular seats. So we was like right nice. ring level. And I mean, don't get me wrong, that was a blast. That's probably that's probably my favorite. Yeah, but I've been at, like this that show later. It's on TV that yeah. Heart DCCW did a Harvest Havoc. Yeah, that was that awesome. was a, that was awesome. It was a great show. They, uh, I mean, they some of the a, independent shows, man, are just so they had an awesome setup and everything like that stage and. The entrance. But since I started watching so much of the independent, then I found out about the IWTV and like I'm gonna get a subscription to that. Yeah. Because not very much See, either. That, and that's uh that's another thing that wasn't around back in back when I first started was uh these all these streaming services. Yeah. So yeah, streaming's changed around. everything yeah. for, for like everybody. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, because like if you wanted to do something, a commentator do something like we're doing. Mm-hmm. Now it's e- a lot easier to get into it yeah. than before. I mean, yeah. there wasn't no. Yeah, the place I go, uh, it's called Chicago Land, and they um, they stream all their shows on the on like Fight TV and uh, Power. It's called like Power Four TV or something like that, and then uh, Amazon Prime and uh, 
there's a bunch of other ones, but the the main ones I knew about were the fight fight TV. Yeah, I've I've watched some on fight TV before. Yeah, I just I really just found out about IWTV. I've, I've been uh, uh, yeah, who I've, mentioned it? Oh, Ricky yeah. Ruckus from Emerge. Uh-huh. Uh He came. Uh, well, he called in just on a, over the phone thing the, yeah. uh, the day before that last show. Yeah. And he he mentioned the IWTV. Are they, are they on there now? Uh, I think so. Cool. Pretty sure merges. I'm pretty sure merges on there because yeah, cause we'd ask him like if if the matches were, if like they asked him if they extreme the matches or yeah. whatever. They and he should be. There. He said and he said something. That's when he mentioned IWTV. I told. I told and then I checked into I it. And I'm like, yeah, I got to get funny to get a subscription to that. Their uh, their show is, uh, I would say, like one of the top ones in Indiana. I'm I'm looking forward to going and seeing it. I wanted to go to the last one, but it was the day before we were going to another show, mm-hmm. and I was I couldn't we couldn't make it work. Yeah, but we're planning on going to that one in, in January. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because that, that's why everybody says everybody says it's like a good oh, show. Good. Uh, I actually went there one time. It was during the time when I had my tour in ACL, and uh, I went with um, Plex uh, Nightmare Johnny Plex. That's who I was wrestling when I tore my ACL. Actually, uh, how'd you tear your ACL? I was it was one a simple move, something I've done hundreds of times. Uh, I've got it on video, but um, I was wrestling Plex, and he was in the corner, and I ran at him, and he did a little like bandera, and I went over the rope, landed on the apron, and right when I landed, it was like somebody just like shot my kneecap from underneath, and my my leg just like buckled. And um, <clears throat> it was like it just exploded. I just buckled, went down, and at first I was I was like in shock. I think because me and Plex had this whole sequence, you know, planned out. He was supposed to turn around, go for a. a he was supposed to try to hit me, and I was gonna block it, hit him, and I was gonna do a front flip over him, do all this, you know, cool, flashy stuff. But I went down, and he turned around, expecting me to be right there. And uh, he looks down, he sees me, and he just, like, gives me a kick. And he, he bends down, he's like, you good? And at first I said, yeah, because I, I think I was just, like, in shock. Like, I, d- I didn't want to, like, admit that I was Yeah, hurt. in a drug one. Yeah, and uh, so he was like, all right, let's go. And so I went to uh, pull myself up with the rope, and I felt my kneecap slide, like, kind of slide over. And then I, I went straight back down. I was like, fuck, motherfucker. Fucker. And uh, he was like, he said, uh, once you started yelling out fucking motherfucker, <laughs> he was like, I knew you were really hurt because I knew you wouldn't just like yell that out because at the time I was a big time baby face. So uh, he was like, once you started saying that, I knew that there was something definitely wrong. So uh, we ended up, I <clears throat> rolled in the ring and I told him to just like, you know, do something, just pin me or whatever. And uh at the time, though, that promoter was, like, so, like, hell-bent on, like, not having me be, be like, pinned that he just came out and, like, stopped the match. And um, and then they helped me to the back. And... Um, why did... He, he didn't want... He just didn't want... He just... Why didn't he want you to get pinned? I, I, he didn't... I don't think he knew how serious it was. Oh, okay. He knew, he knew I was hurt, but he didn't know... He didn't know, you know, if I would just, you know, be okay and then be back the next show or whatever. So, and... We were, they were, like, in the middle of, like, really, like, building me up and kind of having me go on this, like, uh, winning streak. So uh, 
he just came out and like just ended the match and you know said that I was t- hurt and couldn't go on or whatever and uh, I got help to the back and we're sitting back there and I've got my knee pads on and everything still I'm kind of you know trying to debate like you know whether I should go to the hospital or not and uh, as I'm sitting there the pain is just like getting worse, worse and worse yeah. like intense you you know like you can walk something off and it kind of goes away like. It was just like intensifying, like yeah. on fire, and uh, so I was like, I, "I'm probably just gonna have to go to the hospital." And they're like, uh, "Make sure you leave your knee pads on until you get there, because once you take that knee pad off, it's it's probably gonna puff up." Oh yeah. And uh, and my leg was my foot was sideways like that, and I couldn't I Could, couldn't straighten it. Couldn't straighten it out. So um, so I went to the hospital in my ring gear, and uh, just sitting, you know, just sitting there. And, wrestling gear just waiting to be seen and the lady gets gets me back there and she's like um because they have to like ask you you know like what happened and everything and she's like uh what happened i told her i was wrestling and she was like i kind of figured that by what you were wearing (laughs) (laughs) so uh we uh we do the x-ray and they're like well no bones are broke but there's a lot of fluid and stuff built up in there. They're like, you're probably going to need to get like an MRI. And so they set me up to go see a doctor. This was on a Friday night though. So I couldn't go see the doctor till Monday. Monday. So I had to go through the whole weekend, just kind of like, you know, not well, give you some pain medicine. And yeah. send you home. And at this time I didn't know exactly what I had done yet. Yeah. I just knew that my, hurt. my knee was the size of a softball. And oh, yeah. when they put that mobilizer on, it wouldn't even strap around my knee. Did they have, so did they have to put? Uh, did they have to put like a needle in there and drain your knee? No, not at that time. Oh. They didn't do anything for Dude. me other than just like say, uh, here's, that, uh, "Here's some painkillers." I had to have that done. That sucked. Yeah, I I probably should. I I probably need to go back and do that now, like scar tissue or whatever. But I'm, it looked like I had a volleyball knee pad on, like yeah, under my un, like, like under my skin. Yeah, and you can and you can move it. Yeah, mine was. And I, I was wrestling in high school my senior year. Yeah. I went to one doctor and he w- he went and drained it. He gave me some met inflammatory and said yeah, the swelling yeah, would go down. Yeah, didn't let me practice all week. Well, the swelling went down. Yeah, but then as soon as I wrestled wrestled that Saturday, uh-huh. I was sitting over there and I had my warm ups on and my one of my other wrestlers said, "Hey, why you still got your knee pads on under your sweats?" I said, "I don't." <laughs> and I looked down and my knee was like that. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what mine looked like. And it then I tried to wrestle another match, and I fell on it. And when I fell on it, it, it bursted in there. Really oh, dude, it hurt so bad. Yeah. I'd say it was they probably, took, like, one of the worst things I've ever They felt. took me to the hospital, and they put, they put a needle like that long in there. They pry around your kneecap yeah. and stuff. Oh, it sucked. Yeah, I went that Monday. And at first, the doctor thought, ju- just by looking at it, he was like, I'm going to guess a meniscus tear. He was like, but we'll get you set up with an MRI and, you know, figure it out. And so he set me up to go go to the MRI that following Thursday. And then I had to wait again till that following Monday to go back to him to get the results. So, I mean, basically a week and a half of just, like, kind of trying to guess what could possibly be wrong with and, my knee. And, and being in pain. Yeah, yeah. And I even talked – I would talk to, like, other people that I knew. Like, I, I knew a uh, – this guy I knew was a doctor, and he, uh, I was getting his advice. And I even showed him the video. He was like, "Yeah, that might that might be like a meniscus tear. That's what it looks like." He was like, "Because of the way your your leg bent." And then uh, they're like, "As long as it's not ACL, you know, meniscus is only like four weeks or something like that." And they're like, "As 
worst case scenario is ACL, you know, because that's like a nine month or a year recovery. And I go that Monday. Sometimes longer. Yeah. And he looks at the MRI, he comes back in. He's like ACL tear, complete tore it completely in half. And uh, he was like, we're gonna have to get you surgery. And he was like, but before we can do surgery, we got to get that swelling yeah, down. Yeah, got to get swelling down. Said my knee was huge, and he was like, if we did surgery now, you'd you'd be, you know, in bad shape. So I had to wait a couple months, and I actually had to do uh, physical therapy before the surgery to get like get it mobile again yeah. because he, he was like, if it's not mobile, then uh, they can't do the surgery. And then so I got it moving, yeah. got walking on it, and then had to get the surgery and was right back to. I don't think people realize how much that uh, physical physical therapy sucks. Oh, I I got the surgery on a Wednesday and they had me starting therapy that Friday. Yeah, they they don't mess around with knee no. surgeries because if you uh, if and you that, wait too and long, man, time you leave when you leave therapy, you're, fuck. Sometimes you're hurting more than you were when you got there. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. I uh, I recovered pretty quick because I was going to therapy twice and then on my off days I was going to the gym and still. And working on it some did you, more. Did you lose like all the strength in your leg? Oh yeah, I had like no muscle on that leg. My legs looked weird because I had all this had, muscle yeah, in my left. One big leg because I was using yeah. that to get up and down. Yeah, you, just, yeah, so you were using it more than what you. And I had like no muscle on this leg, and it, it looked awful. Like, uh, it, I'm still like having trouble with building that muscle back. How how long did it take? When you when you first started training, right, where like you could, where you started feeling that you were it. getting your you were getting it back. I uh, within a couple of weeks, I was act, I was at least like walking. And, okay, but I got that surgery uh, in September, and I was back in the ring doing matches that following um, February. So, yeah, what, what was that like four months? Or five months. Damn, that's pretty quick for uh, ACL. Yeah, but and it was because I was putting in like extra work. Yeah. And my therapist even told me that because I had 12, uh, 12 weeks, or no, I had twenty four visits that my insurance like pay, paid for or whatever. Yeah. And he said on my like twelfth visit, he was like, "You're already like to the point where you don't even need to keep coming here." He was just like, "We'll we'll still do a couple more." Just, just keep because, doing what you know. you're do- keep doing what you're doing on your yeah, own. Yeah, he was like, "You're recovering like really quick." He uh, he even showed me like a chart of like my age range and like where I should be at, at the week that we were at, and he was like, "You're like way up here," but it was like I said, it was because I was going to the gym yeah. and like constantly like putting. Because like you in. said, you know, I, I, a lot of people that's a year or longer. Yeah, about nine months to a year yeah. before people are. And I even made sure with him on my last day, I was like, am I good to, like, get back in the ring and start doing matches? He was like, yeah. He was like, uh, he was like, your chances of re-tearing it, you know, are, you're, are, you know, are gone. But he was like, the only thing you're risking now is getting tendonitis in that knee. And I was like, fuck it, I'll deal with that. <laughs> when you first started doing matches again, how long did it take you to get comfortable with it where you knew, where it, it wasn't? Where it went in the back of your head. It was a while. <laughs> I, uh, I've i only done that move. I think that's once. one of the hardest parts of recovery is the, is the mental. Yeah. Because that, even that's a doctor can tell you it's good. Yeah. But, but if you get in that ring and, yeah. and you you test it out. That's you, my biggest fear you don't is know that for happening sure. again. Because that was, I mean, that was a pain in the ass dealing with all that. But, yeah, 
the uh, it was a long time before I even did that simple move again. I was doing everything else, like all these other moves, and you're like, uh, I'm staying away from that move. I'm staying. <laughs> All right, I don't believe it. And it's and it's one of the most simple like wrestling moves out there too. It's just it's just, but it gets it, it gets it's in the back of your head. Yeah, it, it's like Mike King was telling the story telling the story of how he broke his leg. Uh huh. And I was like, man, I know what uh, you got back in there. It has to be in the back of your head. When, oh, I'm sure. It when was you're in the out back there, of his head. When you're out there, because he he was getting ready to catch catch somebody. Yeah. And his leg snapped. Yeah. And it's like. Next time you're out there doing that, you have to be thinking in the back of your head, oh, is this going to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is it going to happen again? Yeah. But, yeah, like Con just said there, it's co- but a testament to your hard work was why you was able to recover so quick. Yeah. Because you, like you said, you put in extra work. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what my therapist said. He, was like, he said that's why, is because I was going on my off days and still working on it. Because I was getting on the, the stationary bike and, you know, getting it going and... <clears throat> yeah, that, yeah. It's great. I, a lot of people I talk to, they're like, if I ever got a knee injury, I would be done. Like I wouldn't go back. It, like they're like knee injury is like where I would draw the line. <laughs> so I'm probably I probably am crazy for getting back in. But hey, if it's what if it's what's in your heart and what you want to and what makes you happy, yeah. hey, that's what you what you then have to do. Yeah. Luckily, I had a, uh, had health insurance too. I see a lot of guys that they're wrestling with no health insurance, and I'm like, man, that's that's an important thing. Yeah, it's risky because, <clears throat> like you said, you go to you go to the hospital one time for a surgery, you don't have insurance, you're you'll be in debt for eight, the rest of your you're life. You're eight ten thousand dollars at least yeah. in debt. Yeah. And they and they don't and they don't care. They they'll they'll hound you and hound you and hound you until, until they get their money. Send you to court. Yep. Start taking it out of your damn check. <clears throat> yeah, they don't give up either. Just see, it, it's one of those things where if you ever uh, if you ever feel like people aren't thinking about you or that you feel lonely, just know that there's a debt collector <laughs> out there thinking about you. Oh yeah, somewhere. <clears throat> uh, what's probably the the craziest experience you've had with the fan or or somebody at a show? Have you had any? Uh, I had somebody spit on my car not too long ago. Spit on your car? Yeah. After the show? Yeah. Yeah. Because they were still mad at, at what you done in the ring? Or? I guess, yeah. <laughs> I must have. Have you done your job? <laughs> really rubbed them the wrong way. Actually, uh, there for a minute at HCW, uh, I was getting a lot of uh, overrated chants when, I, when I'd go out there. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's why I've always said was if you're not – as long as you're getting a reaction, you're getting, yeah, that's all. That as long as they're not they quiet, could, they could be. Uh, I've I've had them chant "pretty boy" at me and shit like that, and I, it doesn't bother me any. Like as long as they're making some kind of noise, that's all that matters to me. Yeah, they could be, you know, chanting that I have a big nose or something. I, as long as they're yeah. saying something, I, I'm fine. You, you haven't had a you haven't had like a real crazy fan experience. No, not, nobody like you know swing on me or anything like that. Uh, I've seen it happen. To other people, you know, right in front of me, but um, no, not to not towards me. I think they know better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like at the independent shows, like in the back when you guys were getting ready and stuff. Is it? I mean, do people help each other, or is it more everybody kind of doing their own thing, or it varies, or it varies. Yeah, some places are like that where it's you know everybody 
kind of doing their uh, other places. You know, we're all back there joking around, you know, kind of goofing, having fun. More like a family. Yeah. And then, you know, some places, you know, it's just basically like you and your opponent. And then, you know, you're, everybody's kind of like clicked up with whoever they're, they're like working with that yeah. night. And that's another thing. Like you, whoever you're working with, you'll see that you'll be talking to them most of the night because yeah. you, you guys are going over your match or – and then you kind of shoot the shit a little bit, and then you go over your match again, and then <laughs> shoot the shit some more. And you know. how how do you guys like? How do you decide like who's going like who calls the match? Or uh, do you guys just basically uh like well Chicago Land when I went there they had agents for uh, everybody's match, so you would go over the match and then you'd go over it with the agent, and then you know if he like thought something needed to be changed or whatever, then he would let you know. And So he basically would, like, approve it. Yeah, yeah. And then be like, you know, instead of doing this, maybe you should do this. or, And then, like, after the match, he tells you, you know, how you did afterwards. And there, some places are more strict on what you do in your match because they don't want you doing something that somebody else is going to do in their match. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> sometimes I do a, a super kick in my matches, and that night I couldn't do it because, because it was being used. Uh, in the main event, so I think that's something organizations should be kind of. Uh, I do. That's what I think. I think uh, because a lot we, of people should be doing. What we went to a show, <clears throat> and in the first like two or three matches, there was a uh, three Probably the same move, three low blows. <laughs> See that? Yeah, stuff like that needs to be, um, and it's uh, it's also like respectful to be like. If you do have a match planned out, maybe kind of yeah. go around to other people. Like, hey, and that was like my point with Survivor Series last night with the yeah. so many countouts in the two elimination yeah. matches. Like, yeah. we've I just saw th- three guys get counted out. Yeah, there must have been some lazy. I saw three guys right get counted out. Now you're going. Now I'm, a woman's getting counted out. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's also, uh, I I usually I try to watch the matches too. Like if I especially if I'm later in the card, I try to watch the matches before me. And if I see them do something that like we had planned in our, I'll go back to my opponent and be like, "Hey, scratch that," because they just did it. So then we, you know, got to change yeah. everything around. So that's another good thing to do is watch the other matches and make sure that the shit that you've got planned isn't being done over and over. Yeah, because you don't want to go out there and the, the match right before you done the, the same thing that you guys are had planned. Yeah, exactly. You do the same exact thing. And and that's another thing about crowds too is they're all different. Like yeah. you go to some places where they want to see a good ass, you know, five star technical match, and then you go somewhere else where they just want to be entertained. They don't give a shit about all that technical yeah. shit, you know. They don't so, they don't care as much about the quality of what's yeah. going on in the ring. They're more, they're, yeah, like you I, said, they're entertainment. And I've seen people like put freaking awesome matches on, and it's like, and the crowd just doesn't. Give a shit yeah. because like that's just not what they want to see. That or your the psychology that you didn't connect with them. Or. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is uh you could go out there and you know do a big crazy flippy four fifty splash and and then another guy could go out there with a crazy gimmick and not do a damn thing. And who's who's gonna rem- you know which person is that crowd gonna remember when they're leaving? 
the building. They're going to remember that crazy gimmick that they saw. Remember, they're going to remember that dude that was on the mic for three minutes, but yeah. he kept their he kept their attention for three minutes. Yeah, because I mean, I tell you what, we I was impressed with that crowd there in Kokomo at, for the AACW. Yeah, I mean, building was standing room only, and that, dude, that crowd was into the show. Yeah. I mean, they it it was cool. Yeah, and. And it came through on our video too. Like if you watch our video on YouTube of it, yeah, it it, 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 it the crowd came through good because you. Could. That's the best too. Like, uh, even in like smaller buildings like that, because the the crowd is so like engaged and you know. I bet they had. They're kind of up close and personal. I bet they had a couple hundred people in that building. Yeah, I'm that sure. I mean that building ain't. It's not. It's not real small, but it's not big either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the ceiling's low. Yeah. That, that would be the only issue I would have because that takes out half of my move set. Mike King pile drive the guy. <laughs> and when he went up with him, the dude's feet hit the cylinder. You can see the cylinder go up about that much to come back down. <laughs> I remember. Uh, yeah, nobody could get on the top rope. But yeah, I, I remember a long time ago, actually, uh, it was before I went to the School of Rock. It was one of the one of the days that I uh, completely dismantled my jaw. Uh, Zach Gowan was there. And he did a uh, moonsault, and it was from the second rope, and his uh, his foot hit one of the lights that were on the ceiling, completely knocked it out. It just <laughs> <laughs> he was on he was on one of the shows we put on, helped put on here in Muncie. Really, Zach Gowan and uh, Jimmy Jacobs, Kevin Thorne. Jimmy uh, Jimmy Jacobs was there too, actually at that at the show I was just talking about. Yeah, Jimmy Jacobs, him. Who else was it? Kevin Thorne was there. Rosie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty Too Hot, he came to the show. We actually done it on the baseball diamond there yeah. at the community center outside. I remember. We set the, set the ring up out in center field. Nice. Put put chairs around it. Yeah. Uh, I remember in Kokomo, uh, this was when I was in high school, there was a show there, and it was a bunch of names. Like Al Snow was there. Uh, Shark Boy was big yeah. on, on Impact at the time, and he was there. He was one of my, he was my son's favorite for a long time it's crazy the crazy gimmicks like that yeah. are always like the most like over uh rosie was there um jim Nightheart, jimmy hart was there um i like to meet jimmy hart yeah he was really cool. cool i i got a picture with him I, st- I wish i still had it but i can't find it now but uh he was there uh, virgil was there um <laughs> knobs a bunch of people and um there was a big there was a bunch of drama back backstage, I guess, because the promoter ended up like not paying half of them. Oh, but uh, me and my me and my brother Nick were there, and uh, we we kept trying to go in the back. You know, we're just a couple of teenagers from in high school, and we we're just a couple fans, and we kept trying to go in the back, and people kept stopping us and like telling us to go sit down. And we saw these walkie-talkies sitting there, and we grabbed them <laughs> and we just held them and. Uh, then we'd like walk back there and they they thought we were working. We're like, we're just working. They're like, all right, uh, go ahead, whatever. And we went back there. We just like hung out with uh, Virgil and, and like started talking to him. And uh, we, we talked to the guy that was escorting Jim Neidhart around. And uh, we, we somehow sweet talked him into giving us Jim Neidhart's uh, phone number. <laughs> so we called, we, we left the building or whatever. And we called Jim, and uh, I was like, uh, he was like, who is this or whatever? And I was like, uh, my name's Chris. 
and this was like when I was like trying to like figure out a way to get into rest. So I was like trying to call him personally, and he. Uh, it turns out that his the guy that was escorting him, his name was Chris too. So he thought I was the guy that was supposed to be like. <laughs> so he was like, "Where are you at?" And I was like, uh, "We're uh, by Applebee's right now." And he was like, "All right, just meet me there." And I was like, "Oh shit, Jim Nightheart's gonna beat us." <laughs> and uh, so we go there and meet him, <laughs> and he comes out there and he's like, "You're not the guy that's escorting me." <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was like, "I just wanted to talk to you." <laughs> Did he talk to you guys? No, he was pretty pissed. So. <laughs> I think we got the hell out he, of there. Right he now. probably called the right Chris. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> you yeah, said you that got, was a funny But You funny got to story. talk to some of the guys in the back. Though. Yeah, a little bit. Like, we sat and talked to Virgil, and he was telling us about, like, Vince McMahon and shit like that. I heard Al Snow was a cool dude. Yeah, Al, uh, I didn't get a chance to really to... talk to him, but he went to uh, IHOP, and uh, we went there, and... Um, we sat at a table like next to his table with, and I got a, like a quick picture of him when he was like walking to the bathroom. I was like, Al Snow. And he did, he made this face at me and I took a picture <laughs> and he uh, actually, uh, I think that's still on my Facebook actually. <clears throat> so that's that one of the, that's one of the great things about wrestling though. Cause you can make memories in wrestling and knowing that it don't, it don't even have to be at a show. Yeah, no, it's, you know what I mean? You sometimes see, you're just a crazy fan. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's you know what we were just crazy fans back then. And, and so I was, we were, me and Dad was trying to help save a community center here, and we got them them wrestler that wrestling promotion to come here and, yeah. and help. Well, look, I got to start talking to them guys and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, look, hey, this is cool. Yeah, and, like getting to talk to Jake cool. the Snake Roberts. Yeah. Now, when I was a kid, we had seats at Market Square Arena right on the aisle. Yeah, and when he came out, he held uh, Damian up and. We all we all was able to touch them and stuff. Oh really? I was probably like, I don't know nine eight nine years old or something. Nice. Hey, you know what's crazy is um, back in two thousand four, this was actually the the night that I decided I actually wanted to uh, wrestle. I actually wanted to be a wrestler. Was um, when we went to Fort Wayne. Me and my brother, uh, we went to Fort Wayne to. It was my first WWE show, and we went to the mall. Uh, before the show to kill some time and we're walking and my brother Nick he uh, he looks up and he's like shut up and I was like what I look up and it's John Cena walking right past us getting something to eat and at the time he was like he was like up and coming so he was able to you know walk through the mall and not get bombarded and uh, he had I never forget he had like a styrofoam thing it probably had like Chinese or something in it and he walks right by us, and it was like slow motion. And we're just like <laughs> looking at him, and we're like, John? And he just like looks at us, and he's like, what's up, guys? And like just keeps walking. <laughs> and we were like sitting there like, what the fuck? And uh, so we started like walking behind him, <clears throat> and he's, you know, right in front of us walking. And there's these three kids walking our way. And the, the kid in the middle, he stopped, and he looks at John. He was like, and then like, shakes his head he's like no and then like just keeps walking <laughs> and uh so we we caught up to john and we we're like hey uh we're gonna be at the show tonight and we just want to shake your hand because like you know we're obviously huge fans and he was like oh yeah that's cool man shook our hand like was cool as can be and then walked out and left and and then uh, that kid comes running back up and he's like was that john cena and i was like yeah he was like dang it he was like, i thought it was just somebody that looked like him <laughs> oh. 
And, that would uh, suck. I know. I was like, yeah, we just got to meet him. You really have a chance cool. to meet John Cena because you don't think it's him? And then, uh, so we went to the show, and it was a house show. So They were uh, at the Coliseum? Yeah. And um, we our seats, we had really good seats. It was, there were floor seats or whatever. And we kept, like, throughout the show, like, slowly, like, scooting up to the front. Because uh, at the house shows, the security's not, like, as, you know, as strict. Yeah. So at by the end of the show, we were able to get up front. And um, after the show, we went to the back to watch them all leave and get in their cars. Yeah. And we're all, there's, like, a, there's quite a bit of people out there. And uh, everybody's, you know, trying to get people to come over and sign autographs. And nobody would. It, and uh, John Cena comes out. And out of all the wrestlers that we saw, like, going and getting in their cars and leaving, John Cena was the only one that came over and took time to, like, you know, take pictures and sign autographs. And he signed our – I had, like, a little random piece of paper that I had him sign. And uh, our camera that we had that night, it was one of those digital cameras, but the battery was dead, so I wasn't able to get a picture. But um, That was back back before everybody carried a camera in their pocket. Before smartphones, (laughs) yeah. And uh, we told him. When he signed our autograph, we were like, man, thanks, John. Like, you made our night. And he was like, hey, you guys make my night every night. <laughs> and I was like, man, that was he was the coolest that, that, freaking guy. Yeah, and then that was when I decided stories. I wanted to do it. I was like, I, on my way home that night, all I could think about was like, I need to, I want to be a, a pro wrestler. Like, I need to do this. So that was when I decided not only I wanted to do it, but I was going to. And then, you know, a couple of years later, I trained a couple times in the ring and then broke my jaw and that <laughs> crushed my dreams for a little bit until I found the, the school of rock. So that, so that would probably, to, to me, that'd probably be the main thing for like a younger guy. Fine. You got to get in the school. Yeah. I would say that's, you got to get trained probably. The most important thing. And it, like, cause some places will like when they book you, they want to know where you got your training. Yeah, because they, I mean, they don't want you to go out there and yeah. do something that's going to hurt their show. They don't show. want somebody getting hurt on their show, you know, or somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. And, you know, it just kind of lets them know that, you know, that you know how to work. And which some some places will book people that haven't been trained, but a lot of places will be like, it, it'll help your booking, you know, getting booked somewhere when, when you can tell them that you went yeah, to Yeah, when you, have, you have that on your resume, hey, yeah. I, I was trained by this guy and, mm-hmm. You know, I was I trained a couple times over here. And, yeah. So, but I'm athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Rock. It. We. Uh, so was it? Was he cool? Oh yeah, Billy's really cool, and he's uh his wrestling style was more like lucha libre, so he taught us a lot of that that kind of stuff too. But we um, uh, back then we took a school picture, like a group picture, and. Um, it was right before like the big show and it was uh billy had us all you know grouped together or whatever and he tells me he's like uh chris take your shirt off or whatever and at the time i was like pale as can be and like i didn't feel like i was in like the best shape or whatever and i told him i was like man i'm like really pale right now i was planning on getting a spray tan for the show and he's like just take your shirt off come on you're in good shape i was like ah god whatever so i you know said screw it did it and I mean, I was, I looked like Seamus's brother. <laughs> and uh, 
So fast forward years later when Ruby makes it onto WWE, they do a little show called Formerly Known As. And sure enough, it shows our school picture with me right next to her looking like <laughs> fucking Seamus's long lost brother. <laughs> so I posted, I was like, God damn it. And I was like, if I would have known that they were going to show this picture on WWE one day, yeah. I would have fucking really pushed like, to keep my like, shirt okay, on. That, that's the picture I have to get on WWE? That one? No kidding. <laughs> People were probably asking her, like, oh, I didn't know you went to school with Seamus. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so that's the... Uh, the funny story behind she, that picture. She had a good run at WWE. Oh, yeah. And now she's, I think she's going to have an even better run at AEW. But you know what's crazy is even back then uh, in the class and everything, I even said back then, I was like, she's going to be on something. She'll be on TV. I was like, because she's like that good. Like she, I used to say like she's not just like a good female wrestler. Like I was like, she's a good wrestler. Like, I mean – there were times where uh, I had a couple matches with her, like at the school, and like she was, they probably would have been like some of my best matches, you know. So I was always like, she's a good wrestler, not just female yeah. wrestler. And uh, I was like, she'll be on something, either well, TNA or whatever. And honestly, <clears throat> on these on the bigger shows like WWE, especially WWE, a lot of times the women matches, yeah, are better, yeah. Some yeah, sometimes. Uh, Even the AEW, the AEW women's divisions came a long way. Yeah, from when it first started, and now they've came a long way. Actually, there I, I have a video of me uh, body slamming uh, Ruby a couple times at a show. I posted it not too long ago <laughs> on a th- Throwback Thursday. But yeah, so it's really cool to see her on there doing. And then Billy came out with her, you know, when they were in Indianapolis a couple weeks ago. So that was cool, and and I'm really like not surprised, you know, by her success. Who, who did she? Who did she wrestle in Indy? Um, she wrestled uh, Charlie Charlie yeah, Cruel. Yeah. yeah, she was. Uh, she was actually like, at know, the at the merge. Yeah, she was at the seminar too. Yeah, I, the I just couldn't think of her name. I was like, I know the name. It's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah, and that's so that's one of my goals next year is to get on AEW Dark somehow. That'd be cool. I know, like, quite a few people that have been on there now. Yeah, that'd be real cool. <clears throat> what helped AEW a lot, too, was get, getting Chris Jericho. Yeah. yeah. He, he helped him a whole lot, especially that first year, because... It's man, crazy, man, Jericho. The way he can reinvent himself over and over. Yeah, he's, he's had, like, one of the greatest wrestling careers of all time. Has, I, mean, I like he has a good podcast too. I'll, I'll listen, oh, yeah. I listen to it a lot. I love his podcast. Yeah, yeah. I want I, I want to go on my, that uh, cruise my, he has where he does that rock and roll yeah. and uh, wrestling. My fiance hates Chris Jericho <laughs> like with a passion. Like I have no idea why. It's like why he's one of the greatest. She's <laughs> yeah. like I don't. I just do not like him. <laughs> and she hates the Rock too. I'm like how how can you hate the Rock? His ba- uh. Jericho's band played in Indy not too long ago. And I, w- I wanted to go to it. Yeah, Fozzie, yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind going to one of their concerts. Yeah, I'm not, I've been wanting to go to, to drag one. Her to one, too. I've been wanting to go to one, but I haven't made it to one yet. I'm going try to try to next year. It's going to be one of my goals. Because who knows how much longer he's going to be doing that. Yeah, that's true. He's getting up there age-wise, too. But during you know, the pandemic, he was doing them Saturday Night Lives. Yeah. And uh, they'd be on there playing music. He'd have three or four other 
musicians on Zoom or yeah. whatever they were using. They were all playing together. Yeah. Yeah, Jericho's awesome. I think he's one of the greatest, like... One of the greatest minds. Minds of... of and wrestler. He was a hell of a worker, right? <clears throat> yeah. Can't take nothing away from there, but, dude, his mind, just all the stuff he's been able... All the... I loved stuff he's been able to do and say. And like, I loved when he was doing the list. Yeah, the list. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I'm going to push on the list. <laughs> when he was coming out there wearing the scarves. And yeah. Stuff. It's just like little stuff like that he was doing that was, that worked, you know. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody else could have pulled off. No. Well, uh, before we get out of here, do you have anything you want to, anything else you'd like to plug or talk about? Or uh, Definitely that Lafayette, Indiana show uh december 18th uh what was it seasons beatings seasons I think is what it's beatings called. yep and i'll be facing uh dex royal um, gwr will be there doing live commentary as well so that's what it should be if you can't make it you'll be able to watch it but yeah so either watch come join us there <laughs> or come there i heard they get a pretty good crowd there as well i've been told it looks like it yeah from the videos and everything that i've seen uh who was it? jordan james he said they usually uh <clears throat> Yeah, it was Jordan James, so he's going to be on that card. And he said that the crowd there is usually good. Yeah, good. Awesome. He said a lot. Of th- he said most time he gets almost standing room only. So I said, yeah. I said, cool. Yeah. Buildings like that some of the greatest shows. Oh, for sure. That's uh, when you can get a good crowd, like, those are the best because you literally, like, feed off the crowd's we energy. Went, me, my dad, and my son went to the show. It's probably been, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago. But uh, it was an independent show in Indianapolis. I can't remember the name of the promotion. Uh-huh. But uh, John Moxley was on the card. This was before he was ever in WWE as Dean Ambrose. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian Danielson was on the card. And it, it was the Saturday night. That next Monday, he was make, going to make his uh, return to Raw. It was that when he got fired for, oh, yeah, yeah. for choking the did, guy. He did go back on the indies for a minute there. And uh, So we was going to the show because he was going to be there. So uh-huh. when we found out he was going to be on Raw Monday, we was like, well, he probably ain't going to be there Saturday night. Uh-huh. Well, we get there. He was still there. Oh, nice. Uh, Drake Younger was there. I mean, he had a hell of a card. But yeah. my, I can't remember who Moxley wrestled. But these Young- dudes went outside. Younger uh, ended up being a the ref. ref. Yeah. Yeah. But these dudes went outside, out in the road. Mm-hmm. There's cars going down the street. and They're out in the road fighting. Oh, wow. But what was so cool about the whole crowd just followed them outside. We're really? all standing outside. And then they went back in, and we just all followed them back in right to our seats. Yeah. It was some of the coolest shit I'd ever seen. Yeah. Uh, not too long ago, I did a match in Marion, and it was a good crowd. And uh, we did some stuff outside of the ring, like worked our way up to the ramp and everything. And one of the security, though, they had to tell us to get back in the ring because we were making some of the kids cry out there. <laughs> yeah, they, they went outside, and cars going down the street, they're out on the road, like, <clears throat> and look, cool. they just like Moxley grabbed that guy, and he told everybody, he told the people in the crowd to move, uh-huh. and he just threw him on top of the chairs out there. Wow! I'm like, dude, that has to hurt landing on the back of them. The chairs like that, dude, hit and fall, and then he jumped over. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it was something. It was crazy, but it it was a good show. I want to go check out AWR because I want to go to one of them. Uh, they do. Uh, I want to do one of them death. <laughs> I want to go to one of the death matches. Yeah, they, I've never been to one. I, I think it'd be cool to at least go to one live. It might be fun to watch. I I don't know. I don't. Oh think yeah, I, I want to get out there and do that. I'd like to go watch one live. I've I've never. I watched. Uh, 
that Moxley and Cage went on really? YouTube. And it, yeah, man, had pizza cutters and oh, shit. Man, yeah, see that stuff makes me makes was, me cringe. Uh, it was Insanity Pro Wrestling. It was was the name of the organization that. Okay, that yeah, that. I remember the. I remember that's my, that's my dad watching some of their stuff like right before I went to the School of Rock because. Um, and then it was just Billy like would wrestle there a lot. A couple months later, Moxley was in WWE as Ambrose, yeah. and uh, Billy actually worked uh, Moxley uh, at. Insanity Pro or whatever, okay. right before, not too long before he got signed. Huh. <clears throat> and then a uh, younger wrestled there, and then I think he got hurt or something. I think that's why he's doing refereeing hmm. in WWE. Yeah, I think he can't. He, he referees I referees anymore? He's not refereeing anymore. No I don't think so. I know he was. I think it was a uh, might have been concussions. Oh really? Yeah. That's. I think that might have been why he had to stop. Or if I remember right. It's a lot of reasons a lot of people have to stop. They can't take those lightly anymore. No. Well, look, Daniel Bryan, they, fuck, he fought with WWE forever before they let him get back in there. Yeah. Especially after the whole Crispin Wall thing. They've really, like, taken concussions. Serious. And that's, dude, I know what he done, that, that stuff outside of wrestling, whatever. Yeah. But. Well, they say. They, if I you go by, man, he, he, should be in, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, all of, what know, done, obviously us what like, done outside big-time the, yeah. fans would would uh, would think that, but I can see, kind of see yeah. why they wouldn't, you know. It is. Man, dude, he was one of the, man. All he, you have to do is Google him, and then, you know. He's one of the best I ever, he's one of the best I've watched in the ring. One of the greatest ever. It, it sucks that he won't, you know, get the recognition yeah. for it. Because he, him and Eddie, <clears throat> man, oh, man. Oh, yeah. They're, uh, those are, Good guys to like go watch, and, and I think that's when like Benoit, from. Benoit actually, I think that was when he was he started having more most of his trouble was when mm-hmm. after Eddie because yeah. they were so I mean yeah he just kind of started losing it yeah yeah the, him are, and Eddie uh, were like brothers from everything you hear yeah those are guys I would say to like study like, oh yeah for people Dean, that are, that are wanting to do it yeah just study their uh, Jericho their any of the, any of the WCW cruiserweights. Mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio, <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And it's it's kind of amazing how long Ray Mysterio's been able to, as small as he was, how he was able to break through and have that long of a career. Yeah, he's one. I mean, you know, he's another one that's ha- had probably one of the greatest like wrestling careers ever. He's still going strong. Yeah, still relevant. Still, you know, popular. I think his son's gonna be good. Yeah. He just needs to maybe bulk up a little bit. You know. They beat the hell out of him there <laughs> when he, they first brought him in. Like, damn. Yeah, yeah Lesnar threw him around a little yeah. bit, didn't he? <laughs> I wouldn't want to get thrown by Lesnar. I would, for as much as it, yeah, but yeah, as much as they pay, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he tossed me around. I remember watching that dude wrestle in college. Like he was, he was huge then. Yeah, he's just, he's a freak of nature. I uh, I told my fiance. She asked me the other night when we were watching one of his matches. She was like, "Would you ever get in the ring with a guy like him?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I'd go out there, especially get thrown around by him. That'd be easy, especially if I'm getting paid." <laughs> I, she was like, "But he looks rough or whatever." And I was like, "Well, everybody that that's ever worked with him that that I've like heard on interviews and said stuff said that he's still safe. You know, he throws them, but he knows how to make them land safely." Yeah, uh, under, Undertaker. I mean, hell, if you can work with the Undertaker, and he gives you good compliments. Yeah, uh, 
you know, I mean, if he says something good about him, I'm going to go with it because yeah. Undertaker been around forever, and he, he's a good dude. I remember I got thrown around by uh, Russ Jones in one of my matches. I don't know if you've watched any of his stuff. He was Russ Jones. I don't yeah, think so. Big guy. He's he's a freak of nature too. And I'll have to check him out. He's one of those guys that'll go out there and toss you around like you're nothing. Yeah, like well, before we get out here, something like that. Like if you say you're going to work with somebody you don't know, mm-hmm. I mean, th- and that kind of hard because you don't know you don't know how they how they how they lay their how they're gonna lay their punches or yeah, if they're if they're gonna hit you good or they usually go over that like they'll you say you know hey I work kind of stiff or whatever and okay which is I mean I, it's always fine with me you know I'd like you know I like there to be sound and make it look like it really hurts you know because yeah. and plus it makes it easier for me to sell you know yeah. when when it actually kind of does hurt so yeah. I even, I've even told people that that are putting uh, submission holds on me like really lock it in you know that way when I'm selling. <laughs> It, I can actually sell. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not an actor, so if you make it really hurt, then I'm gonna be out there, really squealing. But yeah, they they go over it and they're just you know they'll tell you, hey, I, I hit kind of hard or whatever, and uh, sometimes if you get a chance to you know kind of research, like if you know who you're facing, kind of research yeah. them a little bit and watch you know how they work, and so a lot of times like as far as like big moves like getting thrown around and stuff. I, I'm confident in myself that I can like, if I feel like he can't get me all the way, I, I athletic enough. I yeah. can flip myself over yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Help, if you have to help, help. And that's another thing too. Like n- never go out there and take something that you're not comfortable taking, you know, let somebody know like, Hey, I haven't worked on that. That's a big thing. Everybody says, uh, don't, don't be afraid to say no. Yeah. Yeah, if, Somebody, know, if they want you to do don't something go out there crazy, and break your yeah. neck just because you didn't yeah. want to say no. Like if you don't feel, you don't comfortable, feel comfortable taking doing a certain it. move, yeah. like a big move, then tell I, them. I think everybody, I think especially like the older guy, the more experienced guys that I've had on, mm-hmm. have all said that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, don't be ashamed. That was one of the first. That was uh, don't, and who don't, was it? Jordan and, James said that. I asked yeah. him about advice, giving advice to a young guy. Yeah, and don't let and somebody bully advice. you into thinking yeah. that you need to say yeah. That, that no. was exactly what he's. That was exactly what they they've all said. Don't you're, get bullied into thinking safe, that if you yeah. don't do it, that you're not that you're yeah. going to ruin your ruin your career or something. Yeah, like I wouldn't I wouldn't ever go out there and make somebody do something that they weren't comfortable doing. You know, if, if well, it's not safe. Then it's like you, it's you not get, safe you, for you either. Yeah, exactly. You can get us both hurt. Yeah, especially like say like a, a superplex or something. If they're not comfortable doing it, and then we're up there and we're about to do it, and he freaks out last minute or whatever, and then you're gonna fuck yeah. us up, both up. So you know, if you don't want to do it, tell him. What's what's the hardest? What's the, probably the hardest bump you've taken? The hardest bump? Uh, to be Worst. honest with you, it's it's the ones that I do myself. Like when <laughs> I do a, an elbow from the top, yeah, those are the hardest ones. So those are on me, you know, like. Uh, any other type of like suplex or slam or anything, I can take those with no problem. But jumping from that top rope and landing straight on your, you know, or ass hip, bone or hip, whatever that's that's what really you don't, yeah. If you, I'd say <laughs> if you don't land right, do yeah. you bruise yeah. something? And you get, sometimes you get a little whiplash or yeah. something too. So, yeah, I'd say the moves that I do myself 
are the, probably the hardest bumps. Have you had any concussions or anything in wrestling? Not that I know of. I mean, not that I've ever, like... Maybe when you broke your jaw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I probably did and just didn't realize it. I mean, I was not silly, so... I've, I've had one that I know of, and that was in high school wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, see, I've never, like... I've never been to the did doctor you, and been diagnosed. Did you do any amateur wrestling or anything? In yeah, the, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I only did it for like the last two years of my last two years. Yeah, I wish I would have like did it here in like, Indiana all my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the high school I went to. I, co- I coached here at Southside High School for ten years. Mm-hmm. Wrestling. I, I played football too. Football. Yeah. I didn't play football. I played well. I played football in middle school, but I didn't play in high school. Really. High school, I got more into. Also into the wrestling that I just. Say high school. I, I ran cross country. I didn't get to play a whole lot because I, my grades were always shit. I, I ran cross country. School. Just basically to get in shape to help get yeah. in shape for wrestling. Oh yeah. And yeah. then I wrestled basically all almost all year round. So yeah. I, yeah, I remember going to the two a day. We used to call them two a days. It was over the summer. Yeah. You'd go start practice at like nine a.m. and you wouldn't be done until like nine p.m. because you you'd go few hours, take, like, a little break, and then you go back and yep. practice some more. I used to go up there with the, when the football team was doing that over the summer. I used to go up there and uh, lift weights and, yeah. and stuff with them, work out with yep. them. We did uh, a yeah, – The football yeah. coach would let me go up there even though I went on the team. Cause really? I, yeah, I, I had weights class in, in high school, yep. too. Was actually got to, like, you get a credit for yep. it. And it's oh, just yeah. a period where you just go for, and lift. I had it for three years. <laughs> really? I, I used that as one of my electives. All, all, I, you couldn't do it as a freshman because you had to have gym. Yeah. But once I had all my gym, the gym credit, and you, I could take it. So I, I took it every year because I was, we I had, was wrestling. So we had swim class too. And you know what? You want to know what's funny is, uh, I didn't learn how to swim until we I had swim class in high school <laughs> because uh, when I was little, I almost drowned and it made me terrified of water. Like I was terrified of going into the deep end. So. I didn't know how to swim at all, all my life. And then I get in high school and they're like, you need to take swim class to, to get a credit. Yeah. And um, it was co-ed. So there was yeah. girls in there. And if you didn't know how to swim, you had to wear like these goofy floaties. So oh. I was like, I'm not wearing those. I was like, I- I'm willing to die before I wear those. So I just jumped in not knowing <laughs> how to swim. And I was, just, I just hurried up, just taught myself right there. So like literally, when I say I was literally willing to die before <laughs> I was, I, I mean it. Cause it, I remember that, in a, cause I remember him saying we had to tread water for so long. Yeah, you did. It, that and was I'm like thinking, a, one of the warm ups. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I, I mean I can swim a little bit, but not like that. And he, what's funny is that uh, at the high school I went to, somebody did die in that pool at one point. Like it was long before I was in high school, but it was like one of those, you know. Legend story. Do you go to school here in Indiana? Yeah, yeah, it was in Kokomo. So, so, so you're from Indiana? Yeah. Well, uh, I was born in Arkansas. Arkansas. And then I moved to Arizona for a little bit, and then uh, moved to a place called Sulphur Springs. It's yeah. actually not too far from here. I used to work in Sulphur at uh, Roberts Construction. Oh, really? A little tiny town. Yep. But I lived there when I was real little, and then I moved to Kokomo when I was like ten, and then I've been there ever since. So, I mean, I pretty much say I'm from Kokomo, but lived a lot of different places and then in Kokomo I was at a new school like every year (laughs) so it was hard getting adjusted all right you got 
Anything else? Uh, plug it. In. You got anything you, just, you got uh, social media? Yeah, just social media. Uh, Instagram at Chris uh, underscore Owens three twenty five, and then I've I've got a Facebook page called the Alpha Athlete Chris Owens. So if you could go and like that page, that would be great. And then once I get uh, some T-shirts made, I'd like for people to buy some T-shirts so that I can get some money because I really need money. I need money to eat. I'm poor. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but really, uh, uh, yeah, once I get some T-shirts made, I'll you know keep everyone updated on that. <clears throat> But the microphone. All right, before we get out of here, don't forget, uh, we're live Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern with Easy Money, a sports betting show. Come join us for that. We're giving out winners. Also, we're live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 1 p.m. with GSR Gonzo Sports Room. Uh, you can find both those shows on uh, in a podcast form on Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, most places you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Uh, follow us on social media, Gonzo Sports Room, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all at Gonzo Sports Room. Uh, you can find me on tw- uh, Twitter or uh, Facebook and Twitter, uh, Chris Gonzalez at Gonzalez Sports. Check out our merch store. You can see some of our shirts back here. Uh, streamlabs.com. Uh, the- Streamlabs.com forward slash Gonzalez Sports forward slash merch. Uh, you can find that link in our video description or it's going across the bottom of the screen in the ticker. We have hats, hoodies. Hey, it's getting cold outside. We have some beanies that just dropped not too long ago. I have a new shirt that'll be dropping probably, I'm hoping by Friday, but we'll see if I get it done. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, Want to think. The Alpha Alpha Athlete Chris Owens for joining us today, and I want to thank everybody else for joining us. We will don't forget we will be live here in about an hour and a half at four thirty with uh, Damian Deville. So come join us for that conversation as well. Then tomorrow we have uh, Chris Chaos is going to be joining joining us at one p.m. tomorrow. Uh, well, actually, we're going to be airing that conversation, the conversation tomorrow that I, that I have with him. And then Wednesday, we have Shane Kouser from AACW. He's going to be here. And Friday, we have uh, Brody Botkins. He's going to be here Friday at 1. I like that. So we got, hey, we got a big week planned this week. Some, uh, come join us. Hit that subscribe button, the like button. T- be a friend, tell a friend. We'll see, uh, but we'll see you guys here in a couple hours. If not, see you in the morning. Peace.
Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, is it possible to lend money at zero interest? And it totally is. Introducing Standby Cash. When you need extra cash, you can qualify for between $100 and $1,000 at Huntington. And it's free when you auto pay us back across three months. Why would a bank do that? Just to look out for people. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Without automatic payments, 12% APR. Eligibility requirements apply. Amount available is based on customer eligibility. Learn more at Huntington.com slash standby cash. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. On that heavy shelf you hung yesterday. Turns out you didn't use enough anchors. Wait, you didn't use any anchors? <laughs> now you've got an open floor plan. Trendy. And if you have the wrong home insurance, you could need a wall of money to fix this. So get home insurance with Allstate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.